Hello and welcome to another edition of Cybersecurity Chronicles. So I'm joined with Sean Mahoney and Stanley Lee from NetSwitch with a special guest expert once again. Sean, would you like to do the honors and choose our guest today? Happy to do so, James. Today we have Chandra Pandey, uh, CEO and founder of Sekion. Sekion is a strategic partner of NetSwitch. And Sekion provides an open threat management platform relying upon big data and streaming engines ingesting millions of events in real time to run through their dynamic threat models. Machine learning and AI providing actionable intelligence to detect and eliminate threats automatically. <laughs> That's a lengthy way of saying that Sekion's a leader in the market of security incident and event management software, SIMS. Uh, as we've talked about here on the podcast and some of our articles and in our 2020 SIM market report, a SIM is an important cybersecurity layer, and in particular, Sekion's is a robust and valuable tool for any security stack. Chandra, welcome to the Cybersecurity Chronicles. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Sean. Uh, really appreciate uh, you inviting me for this event. Happy to have you here. So let's get going. Sekion has developed a SIM capable of detecting and eliminating threats automatically. And while it uses AI and machine learning, two terms becoming the bane of CISOs, why do you view the use of AI and ML so important to the automation of cybersecurity? Yeah, that's a great question, Son. So, Son, the way we see a cybersecurity uh, is there are two main domains. So there is a, something you call cyber hygiene, and those are working based on the rules, signatures, and policies. And then there is a, a second domain, which is the most critical part of any cybersecurity solutions today, whether you are a big organization or a small organization, is continuously monitoring all the events, activities which are happening in your environment whether your environment can be spread into cloud, remote access, partners, on-prem, and detecting the threats in the earlier stages so you are able to detect those and stop those so that does not causes any kind of a breach or any kind of like data exfiltration. Mm -hmm. So what we call them is like a continuous monitoring, proactive threat detections, and elimination containment of the threats, those are really critical. If you look into some of the events, which right now is making a lot of news, and those ones, it is a clearly, there was a big failure on the detection side, early stage of the detections. And that's why you have, today we are talking about the sand burst, which has impacted thousands and thousands of organization. Right. And yeah. let me add the comment why we're working with Sikeon as a disclaimer, but actually more as the fact that when several years ago, when Nestwish was trying to build and develop network behavioral analytic. So we were the first one partner with Doctrace in the United States. I believe we were the very first organization to partner with Doctrace. I'm obviously... Doctrace at that point, they're also a startup company. And we, the same reason for the looking at the network behavioral analytic. And then because the fact that we felt that network behavioral analytic is a very important factor in cybersecurity defense. And just for the reason of zero day attacks, zero day exploitation. And no human can actually look in, into a network 
constantly monitoring those type of abnormally activity within a network environment. That's why we started with NBA. And then from working with Darktrace, we find out that, you know, Darktrace is more focusing on the industrial, larger enterprises, which is something we're still working on to focus on the SME environment. So eventually that we have to look for another tool. And after, you know, it's been a long process and finding the right tool for our targeted customers and the SMB space, the budget. Um, it's one of the big criteria also working with the Psycheon. And more importantly is we, our customers is looking into us to handle those. And we can't do it fast enough without the need of, I mean, without the, without the help of uh, ML. John, like what you said about yeah, the long introductions. Right. Yeah. And it's just impossible for us to support our customers if we have constantly looking into, you know, using manual labor resource to look into it. That's why we continue using Psycheon's product is because it helps us to reduce the cost and that benefit for the target customers that we're referring to um, in the SMB space. And that's the most critical factor is really starting from the network behavioral analytics side. Because there, you know, there, we, we talked about the AV and AM antivirus, anti-malware yes. actually cannot do any of that. And so that's why we started with this journey with Psycheon. And we continue to rely on the tool a lot in terms of looking out for our customers' business requirement, not just technical requirement. Yeah, that's a great point. And as uh, Stanley pointed out, so if you look into... Uh, what San has started with dynamic threat model, machine learning, and AI. What we are doing is, if you look into any environment, whether it's a small customer or large enterprise, there is a set of data sets you look into, which is coming from the network, then coming from user and applications and services. So we extract 1080 plus features, but then our machine learning and AI, that's where all those kind of like uh, permutations, combinations, algorithms are coming. We have 146 different algorithms which are running in there to have the context and situational awareness. And that's what Stanley pointed out. Sometimes you might be processing billions of permutations and combinations every second to look mm -hmm. into the environment what I am seeing right now and what I have seen in the past and what is happening around the globe. So your whether it's a network behavior, whether you are looking as a user entity behavior, whether you are looking into uh, like a security analytics, all of those things are being pulled together into the like this ML and AI engine with the dynamic threat model to surface the threats before it is too late. Because a lot of attacks, uh, as both of them have pointed out, is now it's not just simple that you drop a file because somebody can create a, a thousands of files within a few minutes of the same particular threat. So if you just kind of rely on the signatures to find those out using antivirus or anti-malware, uh, those things in there, it's not going to happen. So you always have to monitor that behavior, whether it is uh, 
the application behavior, whether it is a user behavior, network behavior, all of those has to be pulled together with the machine learning. And then AI have to always layer the context and situational awareness. Without those, you will be dealing with a lot of noise and you will not have enough human to proactively detect those. And you might be lucky if you detect very late in the game, uh, but you, your goal is like not them, those kind of threats you want to detect early stages so you can go and take actions either automatically or by push button to eliminate contain, contain those. And it should be affordable for any size customer. As Stanley pointed out, it is really important to have a solution which can be afforded by 50 people organization to 500,000 people organization. That is something what Sekyan is focused on and it brings up to the, our partners. Right. Yeah, one thing about, point about the uh, go, go ahead, ahead Stanley. <laughs> well, I was going to say the 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 point is uh, what Chandra I think you were saying is that while CISOs and information security professionals are inundated with people marketing AI and machine learning, it's going to solve all their problems. It's not going to solve all their problems. What it does is it makes it easier to take all of that information and put it into some context that a security professional for a company or a managed service can take action on rather than trying to figure out and sift through all this stuff. So people that are marketing AI to solve everything, they're, they're not doing the industry <laughs> any favors. They're confusing non-technical people and selling them snake oil. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things you were saying, uh, Chandra, is that it takes all of this information that a human couldn't possibly sift through fast enough to give context to it. Yeah, yeah I, I was going to say that, you know, people don't worry about, you know, AI is not going to take over your job anytime soon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and because it's what Chandra also talking about, the context, you know, the context is very yeah. important. And as a matter of fact, that we just had a case over, you know, on Monday about the context and, you know, and, and we're using... Chandra's tool and identify there was an uh, identified it file um, coming from you know one of the user's laptop and we looked at it and we have to look at it and as part of our managed service yeah it, it was it, it was in the temp file folder with the you know random type of uh, generated file name and usually in most of the cases all those tools automatic tools always think that it could be a potential malware. And that's where the human part comes in, the augmented intelligence comes in yeah. to validate it. And, and that's what we've been doing for years. And we say that way, we don't want to brush off those low severity level of data. We have to store it somewhere, but we still have to review it from time to time. And we use that to create risk trending analysis to track them because so what I keep saying is those are the breadcrumbs that we have to follow. You might not see them on the floor. You may not see them anywhere. They are not, you know, on the, on, on the priority list most of the time, but those are the important clues that the human side of it has to follow through and to analyze those might not be urgent, but we'll take our time and look at them once in a while. And that's what we do it on a weekly basis, just to high level analyze them and to continue with the process and work in conjunctions of tools like um, Psycheon. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Stanley pointed out, if you look into this process, people and technology, technology is the enabler, but technology is something also needs the feedback. It also need kind of like uh, 
the accents which the humans are kind of telling it what is relevant for their environment and all that mm-hmm. so all those things is like people process and technology coming together is a really critical let those the work which can be done by machine done by machine but at the same time a human has to be there to kind of like even educate the the machine that what are the things are relevant for us what are the things i'm looking at it provide the feedback and the machine has to keep on learning and getting better and better and it keep on improving the security posture at the end if you look into all these things what we are doing into the continuous monitoring detection and stopping of the threat these things has to take that intelligence and improve your security postures so your hygiene side you have to keep on getting better and better and those you can do by applying the policies and rules on those side as well so your security posture keeps on improving as you go by from day to day as uh, our week to week uh, uh, as uh, stanley just kind of mentioned about you know yeah and also the process like chandra has mentioned and now of course is not the technology driving those process and i keep referring back into going into the glc's the governance risk and compliance is really that side of the enterprise is driving um pushing what we need to do with the technology and how people in the process reacting or proactiveness depends on how you look at it because it's a cycle it is a it, the cycle never ends and it, it becomes part of our life part of our digital you know uh, enterprise life the transformations that we have been working on so these are the things that i think that tied in together in that triage that helps the enterprise to lower their risk and the regulations the glc side it's taken more of a business driving force at this point to push the business executive to take more actions but somewhere in the triage process in the triage cycle that it kind of broken because the translation is not there yet from the business executive to the compliance officers to the technologists that language in that protocol it's not fully developed and i believe that's what we have to do in our ecosystem one thing is to look into helping the people to sort through all those technology out there to make it easier for them to decide which tool to use and i keep talking to the investment community about this you know they had dumped billions of dollars into all kinds of technology tools out there and some of them doesn't even make any sense some of them create a lot of marketing hype but when it comes to working for the businesses then you know they fell short but they put a lot of marketing dollars into it but nobody really look into the whole process and the defense in depth and the triage process and only small company like ourselves can afford that kind of time because we take it personally i think that's why we work with chandra and because he takes it very personally rather than just keep looking at it from a technology aspect of things how much can we sell in the day to day process that set us apart from our strategic direction and that's why we working on this ecosystem together and helping 
our audience and our clients to basically reduce a lot of time and efforts to look for the right type of technology. And then we can provide the advice into the process based on the business requirements to meet the GLC needs and meet their requirements. And then, of course, their people will be there to help us as a team to work together and provide what we refer to unity in, in this community. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Stanley, for talking about uh, unity and the uh, PREEZ uh, uh, framework. Uh, if you don't mind taking a kind of a minute to talk about uh, your PREEZ uh, a framework that will be really uh... <laughs> yeah well, we thank you Chandra you know and of course this is we only share this with the strategic partner at this point is still very well, high level showing, share it with everybody yeah now we're sharing with our community and which I don't mind as I said that one of the part of our effort I've been working on the last couple of years is to build this unity tool it's a open source tool and of course, that you know, open source need a lot of help from our community. So the other second part of it is on the ecosystem, and we call it peace, peace enable autonomous cybersecurity ecosystem. And of course, a lot to do with what has been going on in the last couple of years in the world. And when I'm travel, we you know been bombarded by the the trade war being in the both side of the the Pacific Oceans being bombarded by, it. and that's why I say, hey, you know, we are just the technologists try to you know make things work. That's all I care <laughs> for yeah. the people that we care about, for the audience that you know, and the prospect we we care about, and. That's why the Unity comes as an open source to provide the business executives, provide some of the leaders the visibility into looking into the risk. From there, how we build this is a platform enablement, like Chandra had talked about, technology is just enabling the triage process. So this piece comes in to help in to help with the process to lower the risk of the small, medium-sized businesses. And from there, then they can focus on their core competency. And also now we're adding the element into the, the compliance issues, the GLC are talking about, to help the small businesses to get through that process as a supply chain vendor to satisfy certifications, regulations such as CMMC. It's a it's a lot of moving pieces, and that's why we needed help from our partners, strategic partners in this ecosystem, to contribute their expertise to our audience, to our partners, to help with this whole ecosystem, to addressing what we refer as cyber risk with the capital R and the second capital R, cyber risk governance. And the cyber risk governance is what I refer as three pillars in the GLC, cybersecurity and IT management. And to help continue to modify the automation process with the augmented intelligence that I talked about earlier. And of course, that's the part that where our partner, like, Psykeon comes in and have been helping us on the back end to integrate 
this data process, this data and make it visible to the business executives. So we have been working on this for the last few years and we still need a lot of help and continue to <laughs> work on this because it is a big task. However, going back into the names and unity and peace is because our objective is just to focus to resolve, resolve the risk factors within organization, big or small. And of course, the smaller guys, and we keep talking to, needs more help. But their budget is always, you know, has been always been a tight budget. And that's why we have been, as Nestwitch, we have been helping our customers always, you know, looking at budgeting as the number one priority. How do we resolve that budget issue first? And then, of course, to align it with the business requirement, with the right type of technology, right type of partnerships to help them and, you know, provide advisory services among our partners to help them to guide them through this process. And that's why we have our common goal is to unify and provide the harmony for the business executive, business executive in that segment, the peace of mind. Yep. Thank you, Chandra. Now, now you let the bag you let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank, hey. Thanks, sir. Really appreciate it. Uh, you know, one thing you pointed out, and I just wanted to add a little bit in there that, you know, it's like uh, if you look into the cybersecurity, uh, comprehensive cybersecurity, what you have been talking about is a need for every organization, whether you're big or small. And uh, defense in depth, you talked about that is just some something every organization need because what happens is now as we are using machine learning and ai that threat threat kind of like actors are also leveraging those ones to create multiple stage multiple vectors kind of a threat attacks so it's not about just kind of getting into compromise your credential but then they make a home into your organizations and all that in there and then from there, they can drop new things in there, collect the information, encrypt your file, exfiltrate the file, blackmail you, whether it's a ransomware, or it can be uh, like uh, decent actors trying to get your confidential information or so on and so forth. It is really critical that every organization, as Stanley pointed out, have the capability to have a hygiene, but then on top of the hygiene, have a solution which works within their budget to uh, proactively detect those threats and stop and eliminate and keep on improving their security posture. This is ongoing work, uh, which like that's where you have a technology people and processes coming in there. But you don't want to be the one, like let's say small organization get a ransomware attack. All of a sudden, they are going to be out of business. Most of them go out of the business and you don't want to be in that situation. So affordability of the solution, what Stanley has been talking about is really critical. And one thing we did was working with Stanley and his team uh, that we wanted to make sure that there is a kind of piece of the technology which we are providing that will be the one of the best you can think about is like the solution point of view when you are talking about the multiple layer, whether Within those layer, people will talk about that you got SIM, you got SOAR, you got UBA, you got NBAT, 
ML, AI, IPS, IDS capability in their vulnerabilities uh, assessment as well as like your uh, endpoint monitoring. All of those, a small organization, if try to get themselves and do something with it, it will be out of reach. They cannot afford it. And even if they got somehow to afford it, they cannot operate and run it effectively as well. And that's where like uh, NetSuite team comes into the picture because what they have done is they have made it affordable to any size organization. And then they are providing a security to them, which is much more better than anything. You can think about even Fortune 500 has it because of what had been done on all those three layers, on the technology, people and processes, and the hard work they have put together in the last like uh, two, three years that has empowered them to provide that kind of a security to the organization, which might be 50 people and have a very limited budget as well. Right. Thank you, Chandra. Very kind words. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I say, I, mean, I think that's, it's great as a non as the non expert in this conversation <laughs> to understand that small businesses can really have a better or a superior security solution risk management solution compared to fortune 500 it's 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 um it's it's quite it should be reassuring to everybody that's listening to this that, that doesn't have a big budget to understand that 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 even on on but you know, appropriate budgets you can still do a lot to improve the security posture of your organization and you and you have the responsibility to because hackers are looking at you every bit as they are the larger organizations is that fair <laughs> yeah, yeah like you know james like like you said that you know i had to Come up with the new faces, like in the in the software development, local, local. We call it low cost, no cost, into preventive and recovery process because there is a lot of free tools out there that for to benefit this business. I'm sorry, Chandra, I cut you off. No, no, no. That that was a really great point, and I uh, I think James, you brought up a really interesting point there that yeah, uh, them having the better solution than a lot of Fortune 500, because you see Fortune 500, other things you have to keep in mind, they have a baggage. They have multiple silos they have accumulated over the last uh, like a decade or so. So for them, it is very difficult to kind of sift into the attacks which are happening kind of like uh, driven by automation, machine learning and AI. That's right, because previously, what people just cared about is like, oh, you got a file which has a malware, or you got a kind of a link where you got compromised and all that in there. Now the things are happening in the multiple steps and multiple stages with the different vectors based on your environment. They are finding the vector and then sending those vectors uh, based on your environment. So all that, the things on one side you are doing with the AI, ML, and automations on the uh, protection side are the like the what you call is like uh, the fighting those threats. The threat actors are using the same set of the automations, ML and AI to learn your environment. That's right. And if you are a Fortune 500 stuck into your silos in there, you find it very difficult to kind of like go through the noises, make a sense out of it. You don't have a comprehensive view of what is happening. If you ask those company, what is your security postures looks like right now? They will say, okay, we'll give you a report in three weeks. That's right. So that's where if you look into that uh, 
these uh, the smaller companies, most of them uh, does not have that what uh, Stanley had mentioned earlier is like uh, uh, like a deep kind of like a layer of the security where you have like a multiple layer of security is not there. But at the same time, if they get through that platform, all of a sudden you brought all of those things in there in the single context and situational awareness where you don't have to go through the multiple multiple different screens and try to correlate and, and put a human into that to kind of click the data, collect it, make a sense out of it. All of the sense you have already got it. Now human is taking action, providing the feedback, keeping yourself secure. So that is basically is like what is driving that now your small and medium enterprises and businesses can have a better security than those Fortune 500. And it's pretty visible if you can look into many of those uh, big breaches you hear today, they had been spending tens of millions of dollars and it's still kind of like got breached and they don't know about it. So that's where all the work which had been done into the innovation and bringing this intelligence of the people and process in the platform, what uh, Stanley has been talking about is makes sense and they can be secure. You know, it's like uh, we have thousands of customers and just to give you an idea and not a single one of them had a incident where they have to go into and start doing some sort of the payment and all that in there. That's right, because they are all detected. It's not that they are not getting attacked, but they are all taken care early in the stages. That's an amazing statistic. Thousands of customers, not one case of ransomware to... that they've had to pay out on. Yeah. That's amazing. Sean? Yeah, you know, as, as Chandler's been talking about, you know, you may not be the target of a nation state attack, but you're certainly the target of a, attackers with nation state tools. Um, it's fairly inexpensive for them to get those tools now, and, and the attackers are using AI and ML. And you got to be on a level playing field with them if you want to protect yourself. So, Chandra, thank you very much for joining us this week. We thank appreciate you, Chandra. It. Thank you. Really. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you, Chandra. So, thanks, Sean. Thanks, Stanley. Uh, another great episode. Uh, look forward to speaking with you again on the next one. Great. Right, thank you all. Thanks, James. Thanks, Chandra. Bye bye.